You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Allow the Holy Spirit to give us what we need tonight on the spot. We're going to allow him to give it to us on the spot tonight. Let us go to the book of Luke. Let's notice the book of Luke tonight. Let's notice the book of Luke on tonight. Luke, and let's go to chapter number four. I believe this is where we concluded on Sunday. And so let's go back to the book of Luke, chapter number four on tonight. Luke, chapter number four. And um, let's begin reading tonight at verse number one. Luke, uh, chapter four. And again, we're looking tonight at verse number one, Luke chapter 4, began reading at verse number 1 on tonight. Luke 4 and 1, then the Bible says, I'm reading out the New King James, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted 40 days by the devil And in those days he ate nothing. Afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Notice Jesus, our Lord, was again led by the Spirit into the wilderness. According to verse 2, he was there to be tempted or tested by the devil. And the latter clause of verse 2 says, In those days he ate nothing, And afterward, when they had ended, or those days had ended, he was hungry. Notice again the challenge of the enemy, or the test of the enemy, or the temptation of the enemy. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Satisfy your need. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Verse 13 is the conclusion of what took place in the wilderness, because the enemy continued to consistently attack Jesus. I wouldn't be wrong by saying he basically threw everything at Jesus that he could. And verse 13 said, now the devil had ended every temptation. He departed from him until an opportune time. He left him until a more uh, advantageous moment 
in which he could attack him again. But I think the important thing tonight to understand is that in the wilderness, Jesus defeated the devil. He defeated him in the wilderness. I need everybody to grasp that in your mind tonight, that fasting. And how many know when you're fasting, that's often a sign, uh, a time rather naturally, where you're weak in your body. Come on, somebody. You're, you're, most of the time you're fasting, especially this long, you're weak within your body. And notice this is no doubt the reason why the enemy said to him, if he was the son of God, he could just command the stones to become bread. And so he could have something to eat or again to satisfy himself. But Jesus noticed he never got out of the will of the father. He stayed in the will of the father. His thinking was in line with the will of the father. And again, he defeated the devil in the wilderness. And based upon that thought tonight, I want to minister briefly from the subject, winning in the wilderness. I want to talk about winning in the wilderness. Again, I want to speak for a few moments from the subject, winning in the wilderness. And if y'all don't mind, let's give the Lord a praise for our subject tonight, winning in the wilderness. From a natural standpoint, the wilderness has to do with a dry place. Again, just looking at the wilderness from a natural standpoint, it has to do with a dry place. The wilderness also has to do with an uncomfortable place. Again, we're looking at it again from a natural standpoint. When you think about how dry and how unproductive most wilderness are, they become, again, a dry place which makes living there or being in the wilderness for a great amount of time an uncomfortable time. But I also want us to receive tonight that the wilderness also represents a challenging time. The wilderness is is a point to which you are going to be challenged. I don't know if many of you heard it tonight, but even in the prayer tonight, Minister Sharika prayed in reference to the saints going through challenging times. And and, and I want to say to us tonight that it, it is always important or very relevant that we have the mind of Christ. We need the mind of Christ at all times. Every day we need to strive to have the mind of Christ. Remembering the root meaning of mind is to think. The root meaning of mind, again, is to think. But I want you to understand when we're talking about the root meaning being to think, and that we want to think as Christ thinks, then we have to also understand that this has to be done on purpose or it needs to be our choice to think as Christ thinks. Or it has to be our choice to have the mind 
of Christ. Are y'all with me so far? In other words, if anybody is going to strive throughout the year to walk into things, he or she is only going to do so because it is their choice. This is important. Pastor cannot make you have the mind of Christ. I can preach about the mind of Christ every Sunday throughout this year, but that is not going to force you to take upon you the mind of Christ. And if you decide to do so, again, it will be on purpose or by choice. And and that is exactly what we want to strive to do throughout the year. But I want to put emphasis on tonight, having the mind of Christ, especially when we're in challenging situations. And, And most of us, if we would be honest tonight, most of the time when, when we get into self, if you will, we, we, we do so in a challenging moment. We, we do so in a, in a time where we're going through something that is seemingly uncomfortable. We're going through something that most of us would want out of this thing immediately. And, and that's most of the time is our prayer. When we're going through something challenging is for God to bring us out, bring us out of this in a hurry, God. Open up a way of escape, God, and cause this challenging time in my life to cease or to come to an end. And matter of fact, we sometimes think that way, even if we are unsure whether it is the will of God for us to be in that challenging place anyhow or anyway. Come on now, just say it something. Because a lot of times we're wanting out without discerning who put us there. I need to say it again. Sometimes we're wanting out without having a discernment of who placed us there. And if God allows us to go through a wilderness moment or a challenging time, there's always purpose in the wilderness. Come on, somebody. I wish somebody would just just shout tonight, there's purpose in the wilderness. Come on, shout it real loud. There's purpose in the wilderness. How many truly believe that if God permits you to go through something challenging, something uncomfortable, you recognize that there is purpose in what he is allowing or permitting you to go through. This is something I had to learn that in in my most challenging moments, I needed the ability to discern, Is it, have I done something wrong? Have I erred? Am I here by way of my own decisions? Or is this the will of God for my life? Now, when I learned that it was the will of God, I then began to do as Paul said in Acts, I began to think myself happy. I begin to know about this dry place that something good is coming out of this dry place. Something good is coming out of this challenging circumstance that God has placed me in. Now notice because this is important tonight. Notice in verse number one that the scripture is clear tonight. It is so plain to see The Bible said, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice Jesus was led by the Spirit 
into the wilderness. Pastor, why is that important? Because the scripture does not say that he was dragged into the wilderness. Come on, he was not dragged into the wilderness. He, he was not chained and forced to go into the wilderness. See, we got to take it sometime, go slow when we're looking at scriptures so that we can get everything out of the scripture that God desires to show us. Or we need the revelation that is revealed in the scripture. Now, this is an important one tonight because, again, it shows us that God will not force us to do what we do not desire to do. Notice the spirit of God led Jesus to the wilderness and Jesus being 100 percent God, 100 percent man became subject to the spirit of God. I said he became subject to the spirit of God. This is important. What do you mean, pastor, that he became subject to the spirit of God? He was clothed in humility. And, and you're never going to stay in a challenging situation and get out of that situation what God intends for you to get until you first be clothed in humility. Until you choose in the dry place to have the mind of Christ. Lord, I'm in an uncomfortable situation. What I'm going through is challenging to my body. Somebody is being challenged in your finances. But it is in that place that you must take on the mind of Christ. This is where in the wilderness we have to hold on to divine instructions that God has given to us. It is in the wilderness that some saints lose heart. It is in the wilderness that some saints become prideful and they begin to do what they desire to do above what God wants them to do. And see, this is important again, because as I stated in on New Year's Eve night, we are going to be worked on this year. Come on, you remember me saying it? God is going to work on every one of us this year. And I want to be honest with you tonight. A lot of the working that he's going to do on us is going to be done in wilderness type situations. It's going to be done in challenging times. You may say, well, Pastor, I'm not going through any challenge tonight. Everything is seemingly going the way that I want it to go. You especially need to listen up tonight. You especially need to pay attention tonight because you will have your challenging moments. Somebody know I'm right about that because you're in a challenging situation right now and, and it's tempting to lean to your own understanding. It is so tempting when you're in an uncomfortable situation, watch this tonight, to do whatever you need to make that situation more comfortable. Am I right about that? But that's not the mind of Christ because Jesus was exactly where God the Father wanted him to be. He was exactly where he needed to be. And see, we can't question God this year when we're in a dry place, but we're wondering, Lord, why am I here? Lord, why is this happening to me? 
now because he's choosing to work on you in a challenging situation. Many of you are going to grow up this year. You're going to mature beyond, come on somebody, a certain place this year. But it's only going to be done by you allowing the mind of Christ to be in you even in an uncomfortable a challenging situation or moment. Notice John, uh, Luke says something in Luke 4 and 1 that Matthew doesn't say. Now turn to Matthew 4 so I can show you something that Luke made mention of that Matthew didn't mention. Notice Matthew 4 tonight. Notice Matthew 4. The Bible says, notice Matthew 4 and 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Go back to Luke, the fourth chapter, and notice verse 1. Notice something interesting about Luke 4 and verse 1. Notice, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice Luke makes mention of Jesus returning from the Jordan. Do, do y'all see it? Now, when you consider... The Jordan, it is the largest of one of the largest rivers in Palestine. The Jordan River is also one of the most celebrated rivers in Palestine. And so when you consider Jesus leaving the Jordan and what happened at the Jordan, then you have to see at the Jordan well, John, when he saw Jesus coming, if you remember, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. You remember at the Jordan, Jesus would be baptized by John because he humbled himself. Even when John felt unworthy to baptize him, Jesus said, no, permit it to be so, so that we can fulfill the scriptures. Are y'all with me? Again, showing his humility. Listen, because God talking to us tonight, it's no way we can say that we have the mind of Christ and we are not clothed in humility. This is a year where we're going to walk in humility. Come on, somebody. And so even after humbling himself, allowing John to baptize him in the Jordan, then the Bible said that the heavenly father spoke saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Why are you bringing that out, Pastor? Because it seems to me like at the Jordan, Jesus experienced victory. He, he received victory. He had John pointing him out as being the Lamb of God. He was submitting himself to John 
being baptized of John. He's in a place where the Jordan, there's plenty of water. The father speaks saying about him that I'm well pleased with him. And then after that experience, he then heads into the wilderness. Isn't it amazing sometimes that we are enter into a challenging moment after having received a great victory? Come on, after testifying, that's when you sometimes find yourself in a challenging moment. I wonder, has anybody ever testified at the church? Testify to somebody about a victory God was giving you only to find yourself in a challenging moment. Only to find yourself going through something that was uncomfortable, but yet you had experienced a great victory. See, Jesus shows us how to not only have the mind of Christ in moments of victory, but also to have it in challenging times. Have it when we're being attacked. Come on, you got to take on the mind of Christ when demons are warring at your mind trying to get you to do what you shouldn't do. Trying to get you to loose divine instructions. That's when you must take on the mind of Christ. That's when we must choose to have his mind, even though we are going through something that's challenging. Am I talking to anybody tonight? Anybody that's going through something challenging tonight, but you're being purposeful when it comes to taking on the mind of Christ. I want to be very purposeful this year, no matter what I go through, that I take on the mind of Christ. And so notice, again, when we look at Jesus being tempted, and again, I describe it as the devil throwing everything at him that he possibly could. But yet Jesus remaining humble. Remaining humble. Not allowing what the enemy was saying to him to get him out of the will of the Father. That is so important. I said that is so important that we don't allow nothing that we go through this year to cause us to get out of the will of God. But that we take on the mind of Christ. Notice when you look at the enemy attacking Jesus. Notice what he says in verse 3. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God. No, notice the difference. But at the Jordan, John recognizes immediately who he is. Said, behold the lamb of God. But now the devil says to him, if you are the son of God. If you are. See, I talked about when you're going through a challenging time, you, you can't forget who you are. You can't forget who you are. You, you can't go through a challenging time and forget that you are appraiser. Come on. You, you can't forget that God raised you up and blessed you for you to give him the praise. You can't go through something, watch this, that you deem uncomfortable and stop giving him the praise. No. 
we, we got to throughout this year, despite what we go through, we got to offer up some praise. I said, we got to offer up some praise this year. And some of you got to do better at home. You got to do better giving God the praise at your house. Come on. It's going to be important this year that we rise up giving praise. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can't be waiting till you get to church. Some of us got to do better giving God praise at the house. But notice that the devil says to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. See, look, he knows Jesus is fasting. Remember what I said, when the enemy attacks, he basically attacks a person based upon what he feels is their weakness. There's a reason he wanted, he's saying to him, look, turn the stone into bread. Because you're fasting. But notice the mind of Christ. We're talking about having the mind of Christ. But Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Did y'all see that? Notice what Jesus knew as a natural man. He understood that man does not live by bread alone. Come on. Now, most of us get that. Most of us get that we live by natural bread. And we ain't going too long without that natural bread. Because we have that understanding intact that I need to eat something. Woo! I said we have that understanding intact, most of us, that I need to eat something to keep going. To be strong, I need to eat something. Don't act like that. Even in Bible study, some of you are waiting for it to end so you can eat something. Am I right? Stomach growling with some of us because we hadn't, we hadn't ate nothing yet. And, and, and we want to come, be obedient, come to Bible study, get the word. But on many people's mind, as soon as I leave, I'm getting me something to eat because I got to have that. What if we also understood, just as we need the natural bread to live, I also need the living bread, the spiritual bread to live or exist as God desire for me to exist. Come on, think if we got that. Think if in a challenging time, we also understood that I don't just live by natural bread, but I live by every word of God. That means in my challenging times, I'm going to use the word to defeat what's trying to defeat me. Because I need the word to live. Come on, I need the word to live. I need the word to be who God told me I could be. I need the word to have what he said I could have. Come on, I'm getting excited up here. I know I don't live by bread alone. 
but by every word, but by every word, but by every word. See, that's how we got to live this year. We can't just be coming to church, hearing the word, yet we are not living by the word that God, watched it, so graciously allows us to hear. Right? Because if we have the mind of Christ, we live by the word. Right? Notice the scripture say, afterwards he was hungry. Meaning, afterwards, he got him something to eat. But, more importantly, he knew in the wilderness... In that challenging place, he also needed to live by the word. He needed to stand on the word. Listen, saints, it's going to be in our most challenging moments where we need to stand on the word. Stand on that word. When you are being tried, stand on the word. Notice something about what he chooses to say to the devil. In verse 4, but Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. So there are two ways in which man exists. Natural and spiritual bread. Come on, natural and spiritual bread. And if we want to have the mind of Christ, then we are not just going to be living by natural bread alone. Listen, listen, because I'm going to say something powerful. That means every day we're going to choose to eat. Come on. Now, I guess some of you looking to me like that. You ain't always ate this every day. Come on. Some of us eat this every three days, and we wonder in challenging times why we so weak. You wonder why you feel when things are going, seemingly going wrong, why you don't have the strength. To speak what you need to speak. To endure what you need to endure. To keep going. It's because you're not eating. You're not eating. And see, we got to eat this every day. Come on. We got to eat this every day. The same way you get up craving breakfast, we got to get up craving this. Come on. I told you I was going to let him give it to me right on the spot. Some of us got to get our craving back for this. We got to get our appetite back for this. You don't crave it the way you used to. It doesn't do for you what it used to do. Come on. Because when it's when you start getting in it, you're going to feel strength. You're going to feel strength. I'll tell you something else that happened when you get in the Word during challenging time. God seemingly revealed more and more of the purpose for the challenge. Some of you say, Pastor, I don't know what's going on. You ain't eating. But if you start eating, whoa, come on, He'll start speaking. If I start eating, God will start speaking. If I start eating, 
God will start speaking. Notice why Jesus said what he said. Look at Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy. Those of us that in time past, we were known for getting weak in challenging times. The opposite going to happen this year. You're going to get stronger in challenging times. Did you hear me? Do you receive it? Somebody need to receive it. You were known for getting weaker in challenging times. This year, you're going to get stronger. Yes, you are. You're going to get stronger. And it's going to happen because you're going to have the mind of who? And you're going to eat this every what? How often? Every day. When you ain't ate it, it ain't going to seem right. You ain't going to seem right. Lord, let it be so that when we don't eat, we don't seem like ourselves. Y'all know the sneaker commercial when they ain't ate, they, you, 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 you ain't yourself. I want to be that way with the word. I want to be that way when I ain't ate, I, I don't, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Let me get in here and eat first. I'll record that and watch it later, maybe. But let me eat first. And see, some of you that don't eat, I'm telling you, it is during challenging times that you're malnourished. Now, naturally, many of us look and appear to be healthy on the outside. But spiritually, we're weak because we're not eating. See, notice what, notice what he said. Notice what this wilderness had to do with when it came to living, not just by natural bread, but every word of God. Notice Deuteronomy 8 and 1. Let's pick it up there. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply. Is he a good God? Why you want me to obey him? That I can live and multiply. And go in and possess the land in which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord, your God, led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. Watch this to humble you. What was the wilderness about? To humble you. Why am I going through these challenges? To humble you. God has a way of allowing us to go through things that we will be clothed in humility and know how much we need him. See, sometimes God takes you through things financially so that you will understand you need him more than you need your job. Because he can do for you more than your job. Come on. I'm going to say this and it may upset somebody and I don't even care. If you think your job can do more for you than God, you a fool. Because your job can't heal you. Your job can't deliver you. Listen at me. I don't care what your job is. Your job can't pay you like God can. 
And sometimes he takes us through things to humble us. This is exactly what he said about. And y'all know if you remember Israel in the wilderness, one thing they're known for is refusing to humble themselves. What did Israel do when Moses went on the wilderness, up, up on the mountain with Joshua and stayed a long time? And when they didn't know what happened to Moses, what did they do? Did they humble themselves and pray for Moses? Did they humble themselves and seek instruction from God? No, they got Aaron to make them a golden calf to lead them back into Egypt. And see, some of us, instead of having the mind of Christ in the wilderness, knowing we headed to Cana, we got a mind that's back in Egypt. That may be too heavy for some of you. Our mind goes back to Egypt. But see, this year what God wants is for our minds to stay on Him or His promises. See, when you're going through a challenging time, you have to keep your mind centered on the promises of God. According to Paul, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, all of the promises of God in him are what? And what? Notice again, every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe. You must be careful to observe. How are we going to be careful to observe it? Thinking according to it. The root meaning of mind is to what? Think. Keeping our minds on his commandments. Keeping my mind on his instructions. That you may be careful to observe it, that you may live and multiply. Go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your father. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you. To know what was in your heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. Listen. Never think that God has to take us through something. For him to know something about us. That's not what this is saying. Because the Bible teaches that God is omniscient. The one who needs to know is you and I. He takes us through challenging moments so you'll know what's really in your mind. So you'll know what you're really made of. See, we are the ones who need to know that I'm going to trust God no matter what. So in order to approve us in that mindset, he allows challenges. He permits trials. Not that he may know, because God knows everything. Oh, I'm getting happy tonight. I said, because he knows everything. Cochran, I got to let you go through this so you will know who you are in me. See, sometimes you'll go through a challenging moment and God won't let people help you who helped you the last time you was in that place. Come on, because he's want to humble you. He want to teach you. Look what he said. So he humbled you. So he humbled you. So he humbled you, allow you to hunger. And see, what well, first thing the enemy tell you when you're going through something, child, if God loved you, why would he, why would he allow this? Why wouldn't he just move this? He don't need to move it. He don't need to move it because it's making me. 
I said, he don't need to move it because it's making me. Some of you can't keep talking to people the way you do, encouraging them, but then feigning in your own challenging times. See, you eventually want to be a product of what you tell other people. And you can't be that product always quitting when it gets challenging. Amen? He allowed you to hunger, but notice what he did. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, he may allow you to hunger, but he always know when to feed you. Come on, you gotta trust him like that. He allowed me to hunger, but he always knows when to feed me. He allowed him to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. That he might make, see, just telling you, I know what I'm talking about. That he might make you to know. That he might make you to know. You need to know my word will sustain you. You need to know my word is enough. You need to know my grace is sufficient. And so this year he going to permit some challenges that we'll know. That he might make you know that man, uh-oh, that is, shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. See, tonight, God's word is proceeding from his mouth through my mouth. And what he expects out of his people of those who have his mind is for them to live by that word. Back in uh, Luke, so we can close. Now you'll see in Luke 4, I didn't read all of this. I only want to deal with Luke 4, 1 through 4. But if you'll continue going on, the enemy continued attacking Jesus. Because we needed to understand about him the enemy are demons that they are relentless. The word I was thinking about was tenacious at attacking. Come on. The enemy will attack you. You will pray. You will feel better. And then before you know it, you, you're being attacked again. But that's where we got to take on that mind of Christ. Because verse 13 tells us, now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed for him, from him. Until an opportune time, a more favorable time. So that means that the devil went at him again. Okay? Now we're going to close in a familiar scripture and be done tonight. First Peter 4.12. 1 Peter 4.12. Some of you already know it by heart, but let's look at it and that's where we'll close tonight. 1 Peter 4.12. See, we got to have the mind of Christ in challenging times. But if we do so, root meaning of mind being what? Root meaning of mind being what? Faith. To what? Faith. I'm not hearing some of you to do what? Faith. But having the mind of Christ or thinking like Christ is a what? Choice. It's a what? It's a what? See, we have a choice. I'm showing you another alternative that I pray you don't choose in challenging times or when God is working on you. Don't choose this option. But... 
for you to clearly understand that it is a choice. We need to see a choice, another choice. Y'all understand what I'm saying? To have the mind of Christ, we have it because we choose to. Amen. First Peter 4.12. But we can have another type of mind or another type of thinking. And we don't need that this year. Many of us had that last year. We don't need that no more. Beloved, First Peter 4.12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to what? Which is to what? What happened to Jesus in the wilderness? He was tried. He was tempted. He was tested. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial wishes to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice. Now, I could say, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the wilderness. Because it's in that wilderness where we will be tried. Amen. But tell your neighbor, we want to have the mind of Christ so we can win in the wilderness or defeat every adversary that comes against us. Tell your neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm going to live by the word. I'm going to eat it every day. And concerning me, I'm winning in the wilderness. Come on, let's give God a praise. If you don't mind when you stand, tell somebody I'm winning in the wilderness. Amen. Come on, we're going to come tonight laying our gifts upon the altar. Amen. Those of you joining us online, you can give. Amen. Through our church app, you can give. Amen. On our church website. Amen. It is it is safe. It is secure. Amen. And I know some of you in the sanctuary, you're choosing. Amen. To give online. God bless you. God bless you. We are thankful tonight for the word winning in the wilderness, winning in the wilderness, winning in the wilderness. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Continue, Lord, to work on us. Continue, Lord, to have your way in and through we, your people. We love you. We appreciate you tonight. Amen. I see many of you accessing. Amen. The online giving. Thank you tonight. Thank you tonight. Amen. How many enjoyed the word on tonight? How many enjoyed the word? How many going to eat the word every day? How many know that you got to get in the word more? How many know you got to get in that word more? Amen. Amen. Again, amen. We want to thank those of you joining us live tonight. Thank you for your past, your present, and your future support for this ministry. We appreciate you tonight. As always, we ask that you would share tonight's message with a family member, co-worker, or loved one with the expectation that it will bless or enrich their life. We appreciate you joining us on tonight. As always, we want to remind you that Jesus is... God bless you. God bless you. Let's. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.